Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. So we're going to talk about making a formal written prayer request. And I want to say this in the beginning, that... When I began to learn this, Eddie and I learned it at the same time, and we, as a married couple, began to do what I'm going to share with you tonight, and it radically changed our prayer life. We began to see scriptures in the Bible that promised us the things that we needed at the time. And I don't mind to tell you that over the years, I've kept a file, and in that file is many, many prayer requests that he and I have made out a formal written request before the Lord for for various things. And it's so neat to be able to look back on those lists and say, God, you did that. You were so faithful. And you know, at the time that I made the prayer request out, I can remember thinking, wow, God, this is a big one. How in the world are you ever going to do this? But you know what? It's realizing that it's not you working something out, but it's you trusting God and having faith in God and in His Word to provide and to do what He said that He will do for you. And I'm telling you, I've, I've had so many answers. I've had healings that have come. We've had homes that have sold. We've had homes that came to us. We've had furnishings for those homes. We've had all kinds of needs met, uh, both personally and ministry-related needs that have been met. So God wants to do that for us, but sometimes we don't take time out of our busy life to do this. And if you'll do it, And if you're married, get with your spouse. If you're not married, find a believer who will agree with you on these things. And, you know, you're the one that's making out the formal request if it's your need. And you just have someone pray with you and sign as a witness. And on my prayer request, I even put that down there. You know, sign Nora King and over here, witness. And then, you know, if it's Eddie or, you know, Lauren or, you know, someone else. And, And, you know, all the time when I'm praying... Um, about something, I'll be talking to somebody and I'll say, agree with me on that. Pray with me on that. But see, prayer and making a petition, that's important. And you know, the Bible says that we have not because we ask not. Now, if I said, do you know that scripture? Yes. And I can tell you what book it's in and I can tell you the verse. Yeah. Yeah. But we spend our life many times running around in circles and we don't take the opportunity to ask God for what we need. Or if we do ask him, we don't have really faith in our heart when we're praying. I tell you what, we need to have faith in our hearts that our God is for us. And He wants to answer our prayers. He's not working against us. Amen? Amen. So take your Bibles and turn to Philippians 4. And this is going to be real fast, okay? Real fast. Philippians 4, 6 and 7. I want us to read it out of the King James, and then I'm going to have us to go to the Amplified, but I'll tell you when, okay? Um, It says, Be careful for nothing. 
really what that word careful is be anxious for nothing. We don't need to worry and fret over the things that are going on in our life. You may be facing things that are overwhelming. They may be so difficult that you they've had you shaken in your boots. But I'm going to tell you, he said, don't do what the devil wants you to do and worry and fret over that. You can't make it come to pass within yourself. And that worrying only empowers demon forces. Worry and, and uh, fretting and caring about those kinds of things, it releases power in the enemy's realm. But you see, faith, when you believe God and you trust Him and you say, I'm not worrying about this. Well, somebody said, well, if you don't worry, you really don't care. No. If you don't worry, that means you've cast your care on the Lord. And he can do something about it. And the Bible says when you cast that care that he will sustain you. He will lift the weight of that thing. Sometimes we get care and worry and anxious and it feels like that we have this huge boulder upon our life and it's just bearing down upon us. And he said, give it to me, cast it over here because I will lift that weight from you. When you give this care to me, it will be lifted from you and you'll be able to walk free from that. There have been things that, that I, I think about that we have faced personally and in the ministry and it was so heavy, heavy weight. I mean, you know, sometimes it's appeared... I don't know how we'll make it. But you know what? The fretting and the worrying and all of that that I might try to go through until I come to the point where I'll say, God, I give it to you. I'm just casting it over on you. And I thank you that you will lift that from me and I'm going to trust you with it. So being anxious and worrying and fretting over what's going on in your life and things that you can't do anything to change, that's the worst thing you can do because it empowers the devil in that demonic realm. So be careful or anxious. Don't worry for, about anything. But, now listen to this, in everything by prayer. In everything by prayer. So what he's saying is the things that are weighing heavy trying to come against you. The things that are bothering you in life. The things that are challenging you in life. The things that are overwhelming in your life. He said, in every one of those things, go to prayer. Go to prayer. So how do you go? When you go, are you begging? No, you're not begging. You're a child of God. You are not a beggar. You don't have to beg God. See, some people think if they don't beg God, then God won't have mercy on them and hear them. No, I'm going to tell you. He said to come boldly to the throne of grace to find help in the time of your need. And if you're a child of God washed in the blood of Jesus, then you have that right to come into His presence and get your need met. Amen? So he says, in everything by prayer and supplication, and really what that has is fervent kind of praying. You know, some, have you ever been desperate? Fervent pray, prayer. 
a desire of the heart, not just some little surface. God bless me. God bless them. Lord, I lay me down to sleep. You know, we're not talking about surface praying. Surface praying is okay sometimes. If that's what, you know, gets you into the presence of God, so be it. Start. But don't stay there. Amen. Get, just get open to the Lord about what's going on with you. I just went to the Lord the other day and I said, Lord, that just bothers me. That bothers me. And I need you to help me with that. And it was regarding a person. And I said, I can't do anything to change that situation, but I'm giving it to you and I believe you will. I believe you'll talk to them. I know they love you. I believe you'll talk to them and I believe you're going to do something about it. See, we need to get honest with the Lord instead of, you know, you know, sometimes when we get together, you know, we put on their holier than thou face and, you know, everything's great, man, we're on top of the world. And if, if everybody knew we're just having a horrible time and we want to treat God that same way, but God knows what's going on and we need to be honest with him when we come into prayer and he'll, he'll speak to us and He'll guide us. Amen? Everything by prayer and supplication, now listen to this, with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. And so He says to come to the Lord and bring your request, don't worry, don't fret, and then give thanks Listen, you give thanks before you see anything, before you experience anything. You thank Him for it. See, that's called the eye of faith. That's faith when you thank Him and you've not received it. Lord, I thank You for this and that. I thank You for doing that for me. I thank You for giving that to me. I thank You for meeting that need. Do you have it in your possession necessarily? No, but you got it when you prayed. And we'll look at something else that has to do with that in a moment. Okay, now listen to this though, the next verse. Okay, you've made your petition, you've cast your care on the Lord, you prayed, then each time you bring it back before the Lord, you give Him thanks that that need is met. See, I don't, I tell you what, I don't keep praying over and over and over. If I ask God for a need to be met, now there may be another aspect of that request that I need to cover, but for the most part, unless that's there, I'll just thank God for it. Lord, I already asked you for that. Now I thank you that it's done. I thank you for that. And then I want you to look what he says. And after that particular time, what does it say? The peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now I'm going to tell you when you pray. The greatest thing you have to deal with is this mind of yours. You're just like me. And your mind, here it goes. Here, you ask God. God, is He going to do it? He won't do that for you because you're mean. You're ugly. You did this. You said this to your spouse. You did this on the job. You see, He just wants to all the time play the mind games with you. But He said, after you pray, after you cast your care, after you give thanks to the Lord, then He said that He would give you a peace 
peace that would keep not only your heart, but it would keep this mind thing. Now, I've shared this scripture many times, but I share it a lot because it needs to be said. In the day of battle, thou hast covered my head. You need to remember that. When you get into this faith battle, that God gives you a place to where your mind can be protected. He says, when you pray and thank God, (coughs) excuse me, this peace shall come that you don't understand. You don't know why it's there, but it's made available to you to keep your heart and mind, listen to this, through Christ Jesus. In other words, he's going to help you stay in faith and not get to the place where you're wavering in him. And then he goes on, and I'm not going to read verse number eight, but you can read that. But then he goes on to say, these are the things to think upon. You know, there are times when I think mean things. Do you ever do that? Thoughts will come, oh, y'all look at me. I know. You know good and well what I'm talking about. Well, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And he says, keep your mind in Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus, and finally think upon these things, the things that are good, that are pure, you know, all these kinds of things. Think on that. Don't let your mind wander and get into places that you don't need to go. Sometimes God gives you a brain and he expects you to use it and he gives you wisdom and he expects you to use it, but sometimes we do too much reasoning. I don't understand that, God. I don't know about all that, but I don't have to. I trust you. I have faith in you and your word. But you see, sometimes if we're very analytical, we'll have to watch that because we'll start trying to figure out how God's going to do it. And I can guarantee you the way you think it's going to happen, it ain't going to happen. How do I know it? Because I've tried to figure it out and it just didn't work that way. (laughs) So, okay, so the first thing we need to do then is to make a definite request. I want us to read that now out of the Amplified Bible. If you could put that up here. I love what the Amplified says, and um, we're going to read that. Do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. That's a carefree life. Don't you think that's better than the way that sometimes we try to live our lives? But in every circumstance... Well, now this is different. No, I said, it says in every circumstance and in everything. Let's say that. But in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite requests with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. I like that word wants. If we want things in our life, Continue to let that be known to God. He'll even answer your wants. Well, you mean God would do that for me? Yes. And see, this is where everybody just, well, now, he won't do anything you want. No, not if you're going to pray for somebody else's spouse or, you know, an adulterous relationship. No, he won't. But, you know, let's get real. We're not, you know, if you know God, you're not praying for things like that anyway. 
But your wants and desires, God cares about that. Some of you are not married, but you want to be. God cares about that. And you know, the, the devil might say, well, you might as well give up. You're to this, you're to that. You know, don't do it if that's in your heart. You trust God to do something for you. And I can guarantee you if, you, if you let him bring them to you, it'll be good. If you go out here and pick them up, good luck. <laughs> what looks so good <laughs> might not be so good once you get to know them. You understand what I mean? I'm getting real now. But God cares about your wants and your desires and everything in your life if you will just trust God. You know, I've, I've talked about this before, but I believe that God is pleased when we just pray constantly. I call them, I, I mentioned it before, breath prayers. Just as you're breathing, as you go, not making, you know, okay, it's this time. Now, I'm not against this. I think you need to have a time where you go pray. But if you think this is all there is to prayer, okay, it's eight o'clock in the morning. I've got to go get in my prayer closet. I've got my prayer list. I'm going to go down through. And you can be as dry as dust when you do that. Now, I'm not saying don't do it because we need a prayer time. So don't go telling somebody, I said you don't need that. You do. But don't live your life restricted in that way. You can pray as you go. These breath prayers. God, I see that man on the side of the road begging. I pray for him. And I pray that you will help him to know you, that you're a God who takes care of your people and protect him and get him out of where he's on the street, but help him. You know, if we'll take the time just as we go to say those prayers. Amen. But then there are those times where we need to make our definite requests before the Lord. Amen. Now, I want you to turn uh, to 1 John chapter number 5. And we're going to read in 14 and 15. And this is the confidence that we have in him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. Okay, let's establish a few things right now. God wants you to have confidence in him. Have you ever had a person in your life and they'd tell you that they'd do something, they're going to meet you at a certain time, and then they never show up? And then they'd tell you again, well, I'm sorry, but let's meet this time and let's, let's do something else. And then they don't show up. You don't have any confidence in them, do you? You know, I'm thinking about a minister and um, there, I don't know how many times, well, you know, I'm going to come through town and I want to get with you on this day and that day. And so we'd set that time apart to get with them. And then next thing we know, we knew it, it got funny after a while. We'd say, well, we're going to get that call now. He's going to tell us, I can't do that. I mean, it happened and happened and happened. I don't have any confidence that that is going to take place. But you see, God wants us to have a confidence in Him that when we pray, when we ask according to His will, what's His will? 
You want to know what God's will is? Well, I just wish I knew the will of God. There's some things that are not so concise and clear. I'll, I'll agree with that. But there's a lot of things that are mapped out in this book, and it is very clear. So he, will, we, he wants us to have confidence in this word, his will. If, if you have, let's just take a parent, um, your parents, and maybe they passed away and they left a will for you. For you to know what you have, what would you have to do? You would have to read the will. And inside that will, it says, I have left my home and my possessions, and I want them divided among my children. And let's just say there's three of them. And maybe to this child, they've left a particular thing. Another child, they've left a particular thing. And another the same way. So it's all mapped out. But then you've got the children. You know, I'm so nervous. I don't know what what my parents have left me. I wish I knew. I wish I knew what their will was. When all the time, if we would just open the will and read it, we could have confidence to know they left us the house. They left us the car. They left us, you know, the cash. They left us the jewelry, whatever the case may be. And we find out about it. And see, the same way in the Word of God. He has left us His will. And that is his word. Now let's read it again. And this is the confidence that we have in him. God wants us to believe in him, to have confidence in him, and not think that he's against us and working against us. And, and, and look, if you came from the background that I did, you may have to think about that a little bit. You may have to think about, you know, what you've been taught and what's already in your mind and, you know, what's you've been programmed to think and believe. Because sometimes it's so contrary to trusting God and putting our faith in God that we think God is our problem when all the time He's our answer. And if we know that He hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know that we have the petitions that we desired of him. And so he says here that he wants us to ask and then we can know that he heard us and that he will answer us. Amen? And so petitions are very scriptural. So I'm going to write that down tonight. A prayer petition. Don't you love that blue? Prayer petitions. It's something in the Bible, and God tells us to do that. Amen? So, prayer petitions, making a definite request. God wants you to, to be able to come to Him in that way. And I already referred to James, where it says, You have not because you ask not. And, and it's, it's amazing to me ever, how people focus in on that last part, you have not because you ask not. And then you ask amiss, you know, wanting to consume things and, you know, because of lust in your life to get, to get, to get. But, you know, if you're a Christian and you love the Lord and you're serving God 
and you're, you're studying the Word, you may be like me, I don't know it all, most people don't, but you're striving to know the Lord through these scriptures. You know, you're going to know when you're asking for things that you don't need to be asking for. But if it's not sinful, why can't you ask for it? You know, there are times when I'll pray about something not sinful, but God will say, it's not time for that. Or you need to pray this way. You know, He might give me some instruction in the middle of what I'm asking for. But you know, all the promises of God are yea and amen. He's not telling us, I'm not doing that for you. He doesn't say that. He wants us to have confidence in Him that when we ask, that He will hear us and do according to the will. Amen? All right. Now, I, I do want you to realize then you make this petition, you bring it before the Lord, you ask God for it, you're asking according to His will, and then you have a confidence in Him, and you know that His promises are positive, not negative. And you may have to reprogram your mind to think that way, but it is possible. Amen? I want you to turn to Isaiah 55. No, I'm not going to read that because i got to hurry. You can read it later. Okay, how do you make this prayer petition that we're talking about? Now, some of you know it very well, and others of you don't. So let's just all either refresh or learn tonight, okay? John 16, 23, and 24. Write that down. You ask the Father in the name of Jesus. That's very clear and very concise. Jesus said, when I go away, you're not going to pray to me. You're going to pray to the Father in my name, and He will give it you. Okay, so that's on my prayer petition. That's the first place I go, John 16, 23, and 24. John 15, 7, and 8. It talks about continuing or abiding in Christ and His Word and ask what you will and it will be done. And He tells us what... See, He puts the ball in our court. He said, whatever you ask Him for, it will be done if you abide in Christ. What does it mean to abide in Christ? You live in Him. You move in Him. You have your being in Him. You continue. You're steadfast in God. Not somebody that's out here one foot in the world and one foot in the church. I cannot guarantee you that you're going to get uh, an answered prayer. God may have mercy on you and answer it if, if that were the state that you were in. But I'm going to tell you, if you abide in Christ and you ask what you will, it will be done for you. And then it goes on to say that the Father would be glorified through your life. You know how He's glorified? When prayers get answered. That glorifies the Lord. When we say, you know, I prayed about that and God answered it. You know, not taking credit like if we didn't pray, you know, nothing's going to happen. But in a way, that's really true. Because if we don't pray, you know, if you want God to move in the earth, then you have to pray. You have to pray. Prayer, listen to me, prayer on the earth, 
precedes prayer in the earth. Bring in the answer. There's got to be prayer. Amen? Okay, um, and then I always put Philippians 4, which we went over, you know, make your definite request when I write out what my request is, and then flip over to Mark 11. In Mark 11, it talks about over here, it's something that we're all very familiar with about praying and receiving. Verse number um, 24. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, that's, again, that's, you know, not just some little surface, but a desire, a burning desire in your heart. Whatsoever thing you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. This word receive is very interesting. It means take. Believe that you take it in the Spirit and you shall have it. And I've told you this many times, but I love what Gordon Lindsay says. A Christian ought to pray one violent prayer every day. Sometimes we're just too nice in praying. Now, I believe that. There are times when it's like, I've had enough. Get out of my way. And that's a violent prayer. Father, you said this, and in the name of Jesus, I demand that every devil in hell loose this. And I pray for a divine intervention and things to happen. And I can tell you just about every time that I get to that point, I mean, God does something supernatural for me. But I'll put up and put up and put up. But when I pray, I believe that I take it and seize it. And grab it. It's mine. And I'm not going to be denied. And you'll have it. It's too much praying. Well, Lord, if it be your will, would you do this for me? Look, I believe in praying if it be your will. When it's things that you're surrendering and, and dedicating to the Lord. And things that you don't know about. But I'm telling you, when he said, when you pray and ask me for things that have been provided for you, he meets your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. When he's already provided that. Health for your body. Provision for you and your family. And then if we go and pray, and if it be thy will, that might, might sound real spiritual in some settings, but it's not. It's not spiritual at all. It's very um, full of doubt and unbelief. But he said, when you pray about those things that you desire, believe. Believe. Have faith that they're yours when you pray. When you get up off of your knees or out of your prayer closet, when you make this petition before the Lord, it shouldn't even be a question in our minds whether it's done or not. It's done. It's a done deal. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for this. Thank you for that. And then trust Him with it and let Him manifest it. Amen? And then um, James 1.5 
Ask for wisdom and receive it by faith. There are times, you know, when maybe you're praying about something and you need a degree of wisdom. I'll, I'll put that in there if that's needed. Matthew 18, 19. If two of us agree on earth is touching anything. So two people coming together to pray is powerful. Two are better than one, the Bible says. Three are better than one. God's in the middle of two people, in other words. You know? So getting someone to agree with you. Now let me tell you, when you get someone to agree with you in prayer, make sure that they agree with you. People will say, will you agree with me? Okay, what do you want me to agree? You have to tell me what you want me to agree with you on because I can take that same situation that you're talking about and I don't agree. So you know, if you got people, well, you know, whatever, whatever. I wouldn't get somebody like that to agree with me. I'd get somebody... Now, I tell you, some people have asked me to agree with things and I can't agree with them because they are, you know, just too flaky or far out for me. I mean, maybe that's where their faith is and, you know, I won't, I won't pour water on it, but it's just not for me to agree with, you know, whatever the case may be. Would you pray for me that I could marry... So-and-so, and it's like, mm -mm, I'm not praying that. <laughs> I can pray for you that you would have God's best, the best person that is suited for you. I could pray that, you know. Or somebody that's expecting a baby and say, can you pray with me that I'll have a boy? It's like, I think it's a little too late for that. <laughs> Just be happy with what you get. You better be, you pray ahead of time for that, you know. All right, so what I do, and I'm closing this up, I could say a lot more, but just to give you those scriptures, when you sit down, get you a sheet of paper, and you write down definitely what you're asking the Lord, just write it down. Sometimes when I say that now, I don't think you have to pray, Lord, I need transportation, I need a car, give me a white, blah, 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 blah. I, I don't think you have to do that. Um, you know, maybe, maybe you want to, but I don't think that's necessary. A definite request to me would be, I need a car. <laughs> I need a good one. I need one that it's a good price that I can, you know, can count on and that I'll enjoy driving. Maybe, you know, that kind of thing. So you make that definite request. Then you write down these scriptures. You flip to these scriptures and you read each one of them. Now, you all probably know these scriptures, many of you as well as anybody, you know, so you, why well, I don't have to turn. No, no, you do need to, too. This is where the freshness and this is where the faith will come for you to believe and for you to give thanks over this thing that you're asking the Lord. Amen? And so you write down these scriptures, flip to them and read, get you someone who will agree with you. You, After you pray over that and they've agreed with you, then you sign that thing at the bottom and you get that other person to sign it and that they've agreed with you and you all have prayed together over this thing and you just stand back and watch what God will do. It is amazing. Now, if you try to have your own timetable and tell God how to do it, you're going to miss it. You have to leave that with Him. And then when you come out of there, let that, like we were reading in Philippians, let the peace 
Keep your heart and mind through Christ. Keep it in the spiritual in spiritual line with this word and not let your mind go. I don't know. It's not working. You know, this person didn't have faith that agreed with me. <laughs> don't blame it on somebody else. <laughs> don't do that. Just, just know that you have to have confidence in God and His word. So I'm, I'm going to give you a little homework, okay? Not to take place here tonight. But I want you to... Just think about something that's in your life that you need God to do for you, that you have a desire that you want to receive from the Lord. And your homework assignment is this week, take these scriptures that we've talked about tonight and, and make your prayer petition and then get someone to agree with you, whether it's your spouse, someone in your household, or a friend, whatever the case may be. And then you stand back and watch what God will do for you. Amen. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora. Pastor Nora.